Dr. Glenn Pickering, the Relationship Doctor. Welcome to the third episode of the We Don't Communicate series. In the first episode, I said that there were five mistakes that we commonly make that can eventually cause us to stop communicating, at least in any real way. The first was to not hear the truth, which can happen for several reasons as I discussed in the first week's podcast. The second was our unwillingness to see all half of the problem, both because of our childish beliefs and because of our unclarity about what we think our mistakes quote-unquote mean about us. Now today we're going to talk about the third thing that we commonly do that can lead eventually to the loss of connection and communication, the failure to see what I call their 90%. I'm a big believer in what I call the 90-10 rule. We all do stuff right about 90% of the time, and we all mess up about 10% of the time. That's a given. But we literally lose track of this fundamental truth. Now, lots of people say to me it's something like this. Well, Glenn, you know how it is. When you first meet and then fall in love with someone, you think they're so wonderful and the relationship is so great. But, you know, then life happens, reality sets in, and then you start to see the truth about them instead. Now, a lot of people nod their heads when they hear that, but I promise you, that's, there's something terribly wrong with that thought. See, seeing their true, amazing self is what's true. At the beginning, when we see them for the amazing person that they are, we're seeing them as God sees them. That is what's true about them. The truth is, they are an amazing child of our God. That they're gifted in ways that are unique to them. That they're called to live a big, amazing life. And that they're capable of of great love, sacrificial love. And if we lose sight of that truth, it's not, I promise you, that reality is setting in. It's that we have lost track of reality altogether. We are called to see and to celebrate their God-given greatness. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if there is anything worthy of praise, we are called to think about these things. In other words, we should be focused on the 90%, not on their 10%. But if instead of looking for their 90, we start to focus on their 10 We make the other person feel more and more bad about themselves, right, every time they talk to us. And so eventually, it's just so painful they quit interacting with us because it just feels so bad. So, how do we get back to the truth? How do we get back to seeing the 90%? Well, here are five strategies that I personally have used and that I've recommended to a lot of my clients over the years who they've also found helpful. You can use any one or more of these five, whatever kind of strikes you as being the most helpful to you. One. I have people do, and I have done often, what I call a precious list. Just write down the four or six or eight things that when you think back, when I really met this person, the things that were really precious about them to me are, and write those down. Because here's the really cool thing. Those things that were true about them back then are still true about them now. In fact, it's probably more true. If they were wise, they're probably more wise. If they were gentle, they're probably more gentle. If they were funny, they're probably funnier now. And going through that list is helpful to both of us, because if Gwen hears me say those great things about her, of course it's helpful to her. But it's also great for me to see them, because it reminds my brain of what's actually true about Gwen. And it resets my thinking to the 90%, which is super helpful. 
We've had lots of fun doing those things over the years. And the list changes, of course, over time because we add more and more things as we come to appreciate them at a deeper and deeper level. Second strategy you might use, I call this a prayerful request to see the truth. So anytime there's another person comes to you with any sort of conflict, anytime Gordon comes to me upset about something, I start praying. And my request is not that she be changed, but that I see her for who she actually is, the precious child of our God. And if God is her father, that means he's my father-in-law, and he has some pretty firm opinions about how his little girl ought to be treated, right? So, before I respond, I want to just have God help me remember who one actually is, and then respond. Third, we can make a point of looking for and complimenting everything they do right, even the things they do all the time. Gwen, for example, is very likely to have supper started by the time I get home, and I'm grateful for that every single day. I'm so happy every single day, and I should make a point of letting her know every single day that I'm grateful. Because, see, otherwise we take all the things they do right, including the things they do right every day for granted, they quit hearing about them, and they start feeling like they're being taken for granted, which is a really bad thing to happen in a relationship, right? All right. Fourth, fourth strategy you might want to do. You practice giving and receiving. Remember, and receiving compliments. That part has always been uncomfortable for lots of us. For sure, I've always been awkward at that. And I work really hard at saying things. Hey, thank you very much. Or that means a lot to me. Or thank you. Or that was so sweet of you. Or just nodding my head and smiling. So I actually let in the compliment, which is my gift to them, and my reminder to drop all the stuff, the deflecting, the blowing off I might have done otherwise, and just let that compliment soak into me. Finally, if we want to see the 90%, another thing you can do when you're listening is to just listen to them super carefully instead of assuming that you know what they're going to say or judging what they're saying or thinking you have to defend yourself. You want to listen as if you were going to have to summarize as precisely as you could what they said as soon as they're done talking. And if you listen in that way, listening like, I want to make sure I can summarize this, you'll drop all the other stuff. You'll actually be present to them, and I promise you, they will feel precious to you. Because you can see in that moment, they're 90%. Okay, great. I would ask that you pick one of those disciplines and practice it this week. I promise you the results will be like transformational. You will feel better about yourself. And they will start blooming right in front of your eyes. Because condemnation doesn't change us. But appreciation does. I want you to hear that really clearly. Condemnation doesn't change us. But appreciation does. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this Relationship Rescue podcast, please follow us on Apple or Spotify, and you get instant access to all the new episodes as soon as they're released. And remember, anytime, anytime that you have a specific question for me or a topic you'd like me to cover on this show, you can send me an email at glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at drglennpickering.com. I look forward to hearing from you. You take care.